Welcome to the Ascension Podcast. My name is Camille and I'm a life and business coach. This podcast is focused on personal development, spirituality and creating the life we want. Thank you all so much for being here and I hope you're all doing well. Today I'm going to spend this podcast talking about something really personal to me and it's something everyone will go through at some point in their life in some form or another. So I'm going to share my own experience, what I've learned from it and hopefully it will resonate with those of you that that have been through it too. So this is about how I went from grief to peace. This isn't a a five stage or five steps of grief kind of thing. I'm not here to talk about the stages of grief or the steps of it. That's something else entirely. And if you want to research more into that, feel free to check it out. But this is more about what really worked for me. It's about my own personal journey through it. And the, sh- the kind of the shifts I experienced on the way. Grief is a really unique process and journey for everyone. It won't be the same for everyone. And people are going to experience it and come to their own form of peace with it in different ways. So I'm sharing my own experience to um, help those of you have who have experienced grief. And if anything clicks if anything resonates or if anything really shifts for you, then I'd love to know. So it's really hard to sum up in one podcast the journey I've been on with it because it's been 10 years. It's been just over 10 years since I lost my father and it's hard to <laughs> describe a 10-year journey in one podcast. So I'm just going to talk about certain key shifts and transitions that have been on the journey that have um, stuck with me and yeah that's what this podcast is gonna be focused on really so it really all happened when I was 13 years old I came home from school one day and I found my father already gone he was just on the floor in the living room and at that point, I didn't really know what was going on. I called the ambulance, called my mum, did all of these things. And then at the end of the day, he was already passed. So there was nothing we could actually do about it. It was instant. And ever since then, the journey I've been on has um, been up and down. There have been points when I've thought I've overcome it. And then I've realized that I actually haven't. But I'm finally in a place from all the shifts I've gone through that I really feel at peace with the whole thing and very grateful for it even. So everyone always says time makes things easier, right? And to some degree, that is partially true because at first there's there's a lot of shock you know you haven't really processed what's just happened it's a very sudden thing and I hadn't really let's say accepted it for a long time because it was such a huge thing to happen to me at such a young age and I had a very close relationship with my father too so time does make it easier to live with but it doesn't really heal fully it's like having a let's say a uh, a scab or a scar, right? It's not really fully gone, but it makes it easier to live with. And I never wanted to be someone who just wanted to live with something. I don't want to be someone who would carry that with me forever. 
Why? Why does it have to be the case? I get it that at first it feels like, oh, I'm never going to get over this. This this can never, ever go away. I felt that too. I always said, I'm going to always carry it with me. It's a part of me now. And I'm never going to like get over it. And I kind of wanted it to be that way, to like hold on to it, <laughs> which is quite profound because by holding on to it and by never wanting it to actually go away, that in turn just doesn't, makes it even harder for it to... um to be let go of in that sense you know but obviously the um the connection to the person that has passed maybe could live on in that way but it's it's um it's not exactly the the best way to to heal another thing i experienced was having to live up to to him live up to my father live up to an image i had of him right and then live my life in a way to match up to that or to uh, fill the shoes or follow the footsteps or become the man of the house, all of these kinds of things, right? And that was a struggle for me for a long time. But I realized that there's nothing to live up to. This is my life. It's my journey. It's completely separate. And I don't have to live my life any way but the way I want to do it. And what's right for me, what serves me, what I want. I'm not here to live for anyone else. And when I really tuned into that and realized that this is just my life, it's not in comparison to anyone else's, it's my own journey. I don't need to live up to anything else. Something else that was, um, that actually I held on to for a long time was emotion. Some people express their emotions straight away and they let it all out and they grieve and they process and that's actually really good because they're not storing all these emotions in their body. They're allowing themselves to feel it. They're letting out the pain. I was someone who ignored it. I didn't want to allow myself to feel all these things and allow myself to, to grieve and um, let the emotions out and let the energy out. And what happened was, because I stored all of that emotion in me, that manifested in different ways. It manifested in anger. I would suddenly, at certain points, with little triggers that you never really expect, suddenly get huge amounts of anger come up. It was like I was seeing red, right? But that was because I wasn't allowing myself to feel the deep pain that was there. Anger covers up pain. Most of the time, if not all of the time, some form of pain. And over the years, it would just get stored up and it wasn't healthy. So what I would say is allow yourself to really feel the emotions. Allow yourself to process. Allow, give yourself permission to really grieve. It doesn't matter how long it's been. It's still important to do that. Many, many, many years after it happened... Um, I heard of this this um, thing called quantum healing hypnosis therapy. And it's essentially a process that was pioneered by this woman called Dolores Cannon over like 40 years. She got amazing results from it. But it's a process where you connect with your higher self and you essentially ask answers, ask questions. Call it your higher self, call it your intuition, call it consciousness, whatever you want to call it. There was some form of higher communication. And 
in this process, I simply spent like a whole day with this woman who could practice it, talk through my life story and everything that's been going on for me. And in that process, I actually had a lot of emotions come up too, because I realized I hadn't been addressing the grief that was still with me. Even though it had been many years later, as I told you, if the emotions aren't addressed, it's going to stay, They're never going to go away. It's always going to be with you unless you really face it. And I know it's not an easy thing to do. It wasn't easy for me either. But the more you leave it stored in you, the longer it's going to stay there and manifest in different ways, even affecting health, things like that. But when I really um, went through this process, there was a point when I was essentially connecting with my intuition, with my higher self and just asking for answers. Like, why was, why did this event happen in my life? That's another thing. It's always hard to question. Like, why did this happen to me? Why did it happen have to happen when this happens and all of that like um especially at such a young age you know but i realized through this process of connecting with my higher self that i chose it i know how that sounds but on some higher spiritual level i chose it and what i mean by that is before i came into this experience on in this reality in this lifetime I chose to have this experience in my life for my own growth and evolution and in this way I was taking ownership of what happened I was taking back the control taking back the power not becoming a victim you don't have to agree with me on a spiritual level you don't have to be spiritual at all to even see this Ownership doesn't mean you have to be, <laughs> you have to see it in a spiritual way. Ownership simply means taking back the control and power. I actually did a whole podcast on ownership. Um, so if this isn't making too much sense, have a listen to that. But I essentially had an agreement with him before I came into this lifetime that he would pass when he passed and I would agree for it to be at that time. And the reason for that was my own growth and evolution. I wouldn't be the person I am now. I wouldn't have learned the things I've learned. I wouldn't have gone through the experiences I've gone through. I wouldn't have become who I've become if it wasn't for that experience. It may not be the easiest thing to say, to, to see when it happens, but that's why time also plays a factor because you start to learn things in different stages of your grief journey. And I saw that. I saw that by taking ownership of it and realizing that this experience really happened for me and I chose it and... This is all for my own growth and evolution. That became something to actually be grateful for. I became grateful for the experience of grief, for the experience of losing my father. I became so grateful and happy for it because I realized I chose this for my own growth. And it's something that really brought a sense of gratitude. Can you imagine the shift that could happen when you lose someone you're feeling grief, loss, pain. And the shift for that to go from this victimhood to feeling like a victim, a loss and pain to going to feeling gratitude, ownership. It's, it was a huge shift to make for me. And at this point, I actually thought, oh, like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> this is it now. Like, oh, I feel like, you know, this, um, I'm over it now. But I realized that 
you can be empowered about something. You can really feel enlivened and enriched and grateful for something. But there's a huge difference between empowerment and peace. And that was another shift I went through. And that actually happened when I was being coached by someone. <laughs> so I'm very thankful to him for that. But in this conversation I had with him, I saw that, yes, there is a difference between empowerment and peace. You're empowered, it's great. You feel motivated. You feel like a sense of, you know, control and everything. But peace is just a whole other level of serenity with it. And how I got to that level was coming back to the feeling again. But this time it was more about love. People um, experience grief in different ways, as I've said, and it can affect different parts of their life, whether it's their own mental state, whether it's their careers or their relationships, whatever it may be, it can manifest in different ways. And for me, I found that with relationships, I, saw, I was attracting certain relationships, I was attracting certain behaviors or certain types of women, that kind of thing. And it wasn't in my best interest for a healthy relationship, right? It came down to the um, the love again, because I realized that when I lost my father, that meant I lost the love he gave me in that sense. It was like that love was no longer with me. And that had an effect because it was like something was missing, something wasn't whole, there was a um, some kind of void, right? one of the biggest shifts I made regarding that was that you can't lose any love. Anytime we are feeling any feeling, whether it's love, happiness, fulfillment, whatever it is, anytime we are feeling love from a sibling, from a friend, from a partner, from a parent, from a child, from a stranger... Anytime we feel love from someone, it's never coming from them. And the reason it's not coming from them is because anything and everything we feel, any emotion we feel, anything we feel is created by us. And it's created because of our own thinking. No one can actually make you think anything because you are the one that thinks it. Thought produces feeling. But anything we feel is coming from everything going on in our own thinking. So when we perceive to receive love from someone else, it's not actually coming from them. It's coming from you. It was coming from me. I was the one creating the feeling. I was the one thinking everything. It was all coming from me. I just perceived it outside of myself. Everything is an inside-out experience. So... When I saw, when that shift was made, when I saw that, when my father passed away, I didn't lose that love that came from him because it never came from him. It came from me. I just perceived it to come from him. And that feeling can be accessed at any point. You might now be thinking, oh, how do you access that feeling? Like, what do you have to do to access it? <laughs> and that's something I went through as well. Like, what's the how to? That's just it. There was a connection between our head and our heart. 
when we are up in our heads all the time, it's a lot of logical thinking, a lot of analysis, a lot of how-tos. But that's not where you access the feeling of love. That comes from your heart, where there's no thinking. It's pure feeling. And I get this might be hard to wrap your head around, but again, that's because you're using your head to wrap around it. You can't feel with your head, you feel with your heart. So if you're thinking, okay, this feeling I need to, I can access at any point, how do I do it? Again, it's up in your head. But when you bring your awareness down, bring your awareness down to your heart, you can feel all the love you ever need to feel because it's unconditional. When you come from your heart, it's unconditional. There's nothing that can actually be missing. And when I had that shift on this entire journey of grief I've been on, that was one of the biggest things for me because I realized there was no loss. There really wasn't a loss. If someone told this all to me when it first happened or even a year after or a couple years after, I wouldn't have processed it in the same way. And the reason for that is it's a journey. And sometimes you're going to hear things at certain points that will really hit you and create a shift. And sometimes you'll hear things that won't. For these shifts to happen, you'll hear things when you're ready to hear them. And it took a while for me to come to the place I'm at now. Some people go their whole lives without coming to peace. Some people come to peace very soon after. It's not the same journey for everyone. And it's important to not be hard on yourself either. To not feel guilt. To not feel that you could have done something or you should have done something or... To hold on to these feelings because it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve your healing. It doesn't serve my healing. So those are just some of the things I went through. Um, I could keep going on and on talking about all the different parts of my journey, but that, um, as I said at the start, this is going to be about some of the key shifts I had of my own journey and what how it shifted for me so i hope that was useful and for those of you who have experienced grief or um are still in the process of it i'm always here and if anything in this podcast resonates with with you let me know if anything was you were unsure about you can also message me and we can talk about it and just know that, you know, you're not alone on this process and um, it will all be okay in the end. Thank you for listening. If you need to contact me or have any questions about any of this, then reach out to me on Instagram at The Ascension Coach, on Facebook at Camille Ravine, LinkedIn as well, Camille Ravine. And um, I'll see you guys next week.